you. This is the Misguided Astrology Podcast, the podcast dedicated to misguiding you. I'm your host, KT, with your horoscope for this week, November 7th through November 13th, 2022. Welcome back to the podcast where I don't know you, but it might seem like I do because I am sharing musings that are based upon the sun and the moon and the planets and shit. Every week I do a little sky spying and then report back so that you can know what the fuck is going on around here. The astrology is sound, but my guidance may not be, and that is totally up to you. Okay, friend, quick housekeeping. Special thanks to Nina, Cheyenne, and Sam. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful, gorgeous persons for the ratings and reviews. And a reminder to you, dear listener, that you can review too. And if you do, I will send you a 24-page in-depth birth chart report. So please review Misguided Astrology, please, wherever you stream your pods from, or simply tag us in a shout-out on social media, and then reach out and tell me so that I know where to send your report. Just email your birth dates, birth date, time, and location Yes. to misguidedastrology at gmail.com. And a very special announcement. Solar return reports are now available for purchase on my website, misguidedastrology.com. Um, a solar return report is a predictive look at the year ahead for you based on the astrology of your birthday. And similarly to the birth chart reports that I offer, these are like educational packets full of wisdom about your personal astrology. They are very informative and thorough and fun to read. They make great gifts. And if you do want to gift some astrology to someone, but you don't happen to know their birth dates, don't worry, it doesn't make you a bad friend. And you can just give them a gift card. Now also available through my website. So check it all out, misguidedastrology.com. And alrighty, that's enough of that. Let me hurry up and shut up so that I can keep talking because this is your weekly horoscope. Monday. Um, hey, so last week was kind of crazy. At least it was for me, anyway, as an angularly mutable individual. Um, and I'd imagine that it was similarly chaotic for my fellow mutable risings. Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius. Who also have Mars retrograding through their angular houses. But I'm sure it's been no cakewalk for the fixed rising signs either. Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius. Who have the eclipses happening in their angular houses. Uh, And as for the cardinal rising signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. How does it feel? To be God's favorite sign right now, you lucky sons of bitches. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Also, just kidding. God can't love you too much because... God is dead. (laughs) Only just kidding, because what does that even mean? And like... (laughs) But the fact of the matter is that this astrology isn't easy for the cardinal rising signs either because the cardinal signs aren't exempt from this really intense astro weather. Nobody is. We're all in this together, baby. Tuesday. Morning. 
Warning. Eclipse activated. Here we are. The second eclipse of this series, the lunar eclipse in Taurus. Which looks to be enormously chaotic. Generally, eclipses represent the initiation of a big goodbye where you may find yourself suddenly having to let something go or to sever ties with someone or something. And within all of that, there is also exhaustion and maybe feeling a little defeated because though much is happening, we are energetically zapped. So they definitely have potential to be daunting occasions on an individual level as well as on a larger collective level because eclipses also indicate events that occur and that are felt on a global level, like a big scale. They are society shifting experiences as well as individually shifting experiences. And considering the U.S. elections happening now, it's just kind of... And as if eclipses don't already possess the potential to be startling or jarring, this one especially so because this eclipse is conjunct Uranus, the planet of change and upheaval and rebellion. (laughs) Super casual. And as if that was not enough, the involvement of Uranus also indicates the involvement of Saturn because Uranus and Saturn have been in this contentious square aspect to each other. In English, please. There may be a flare-up of a prolonged structural, cultural stress test that's been happening already. Uh, And hard lessons are to be learned in that process. So that is cute. That's hot. And as if that wasn't enough, during this eclipse is Also, a Mercury Kazemi, which means Mercury will be in the heart of the sun, which is typically quite cute. And at any other time, it is an occasion to speak your desires out so that they can be met. But not so much right now, so zip it. This reads more like information from the inner sanctum exposed or some sort of major discovery occurs that is at the heart of the catalytic eclipse event. This astrology is all quite major. It is astrology that will flavor the whole week. And while you cannot run and you cannot hide, you can remember to drink water and take deep breaths and love yourself and be patient and all that helpful shit. Let's have a look at your impacted houses for a better idea of where you will be seeing this eclipse chaos. My fellow Pisceans, this is happening in the third house, so it's a goodbye, a letting go, a cord cutting that is involving local people, relatives, or siblings. In my case, it's an uncle and a sibling, but I think for many of you it will involve local events and people, the people of your daily activities, day-to-day lives. This may also involve some big knowledge share, or you may be learning a lot in this process that is being initiated right now, potentially legal stuff, but not strictly. Um, And it may all stoke a spiritual awakening or spiritual epiphany within you as well. Not definitely, but some of you, that's the route it's taking. And I don't know about y'all, but this has been heavily involved in the Mars retrograde action in my and our fourth house of house, home, and property. Uh, I wonder if that is true for you as well. Wednesday. Today, Mercury squares Saturn. So if the Mercury Kazemi epiphany or the big release of information was lost in the shuffle of yesterday, now it may be made better known. 
Generally, a Mercury square Saturn transit represents miscommunications or communications that are otherwise challenging. It's not a real PMA kind of day. It's kind of a bonafide dumpster fire. <coughs> not a time to be making major decisions if you can help it, but I suspect that some of you may find that it is exactly an occasion where you are forced to make a decision that you wish you didn't have to make. So, so can't wait. Thursday. Okay, back it up. We will take it. It's the Venus tri-Neptune, a transit offering a sweet reprieve. Today there may be an opportunity for some fun, some connection, some creativity. This is good astral weather to gather with friends, to sing, and to dance, and to let loose. Or to get lost in a fantasy. To dip out of an overwhelming reality for but a second. It's not about productivity with this transit, but it is about putting it all down for just a moment. You can do it. Put it down. Stop it. Today will present an opportunity to escape. It is also your opportunity to upsell the fucking shit out of art and or alcohol for you creative and service industry people. Make that money, bitch. Friday. Eclipse reverberations continue as the sun squares Uranus today. A transit about sudden and unpleasant change here on 111122. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know what that means, but happy Friday! Saturday. We dip back into our pleasant escape today as Mercury trines Neptune, okay? A creative and empathetic transit. Neptune's involvement here does let us know that it is not an ideal day for focus or for handling the logisticals, but it is a fine time to make art and make friends. Let co-misery lighten the load. Sunday. And today, Venus is sextile to Pluto, so... Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Misguided Astrology Podcast. I will see you next Monday. Mwah.